0: Love, talk Radio.
1: Welcome to the Two Regular Guys Podcast with Aaron Montgomery and Terry Combs. Enjoy the show. All right. Hello there everybody. Uh this is Aaron Montgomery. I've got uh Terry Combs here on the line with us and uh today we're going to talk to you guys about uh, some different decorating methods, some of the things that we've got some experience with and and uh pros, cons, and, and where they fit into things. Terry, how are you doing?
0: I'm doing great. I'm actually in Columbus, Ohio, standing outside of the Woody Hayes Grand Ballroom, only in Columbus, Ohio, right? Uh, ah, <laughs> yes. I'm at the, uh, at the Renaissance Hotel in downtown Columbus for the NEPP, the National Network for Embroidery Professionals trade show, and exhibiting here showing uh, direct the direct garment printer, actually, and uh Great show so far. I've, I've never done the show before, and uh, great turnout today, great interest. So um, I'm pretty excited. We did yeah, just drive awesome. out from New Jersey to here, eight and a half wow. hours through a uh, a snowstorm. So oh, that, that <laughs> hopefully, like great hopefully, we'll have some decent, hopefully, yeah, we'll have some decent weather going back. So anyway, wow, oh, wow. Well, I'm glad it's a good show. <laughs> yeah,
1: Jennifer uh, does a great job with those shows. I'm looking forward to uh, attending that in Birdery show that she also puts on out in Nashville. In July, I had a had a blast there last year and talked to lots of great people. So
0: looking forward I, I did hear to that. That's a, yeah, I did hear that's a great show. So.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm uh, here in uh, blustery uh, St. Louis, Missouri. Uh, blustery as in cold. <laughs> for an <laughs> Arizona guy, it's cold out here, and uh, but I am heading off to uh, Orlando, Florida next uh, next Wednesday actually for the Graphic City America show out there. So looking forward to some warm weather out
0: there. Oh, great. Well, I'm actually uh, next weekend heading to Chicago, so I imagine I'm going to get a little more of the same weather doing a uh, screen printing class at Atlas Screen Supply there and the following week doing a screen printing class at Workhorse Products in Phoenix. So it'll uh, finally get some warm weather. <laughs> Man, your your body's not going
1: to know what to do with all the
0: temperature changes you're going through there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, temperature changes and time zones, but hey, what do you do? Yeah, that's you know? <laughs> yeah. oh, good
1: stuff. Great, great. Good deal. Well, why don't we uh, why don't we dive in? Um, what's the uh, what's the first decorating method you want to talk about there, Terry? I'll let you uh, do the first one, and I'll get the second one.
0: All right. Well, the, the the first one would be the first decorating method that 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 I ever used. I became a screen printer uh, back in 1979. I actually went to uh, the first trade show I ever attended, which I believe was the first ISS show in Atlantic City, 1979, and. Uh, Went there, bought some equipment, and uh, and became a screen printer. And um, uh, w- when we had a conversation about doing this show, <clears throat> I think the the impetus was uh, to discuss um, the, the the different niches of, uh, of garment decorating because there there is no end all be all method for decorating. And in fact, in my classes, I always tell people you are not a screen printer, you're not an embroiderer, you're not a a transfer person, you're a garment decorator, and and there are just different ways to achieve different goals that uh, that you that you want to achieve, and uh, specifically for screen printing, the 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 market for that product is really in in the long run. Uh, short short run screen printing is well, it can be done, but it's not very profitable because of the of the expense really and the time involved in actually getting setting getting set up because uh, as i tell people also in my classes uh, the the printing part's actually the easy part the the yeah. the time consuming part the part where you you um you can save money by by being more efficient all those things is is in the is in the prepress and and that is uh, you know burning screens and and preparing films and lining up the job all those sorts of things so uh, the, the niche for the screen printing business, as I said, is is for that longer run. Now, yeah. as runs get shorter for screen printers, it, it, your number of colors is gonna going to go down. So, if you go into a screen printer and say, "Hey, I want a dozen shirts," count on it being one color. And uh, and along those lines, the the bread and butter of that business as well, because you know, hey, I and, and I can show somebody how to do a six color job on a black T-shirt that'll look really cool, but is that what people actually do out in the marketplace? I mean, that's what you show customers. Hey, I can do this. But what you actually do is one and two and three color work. But the bread and butter for, for us, for we screen printers, is really Jim's towing service with a phone number on the back. That's that's what that, that market is. So yeah. so anyway, that's, that, that's the first market area that uh, that I like to bring up. And, it probably the the largest market I would I would imagine among garment decorators, and in um, and, and you know many of us do different different parts of the of the business as we as we expand you know whether yeah. direct the garment or or uh, cut vinyl things like that to to meet the different niches in the in the marketplace so
1: definitely do you see uh, screen printing as something that you know is, is you know I always hear people. Saying that they think it's going to die someday, I you know I don't see it. But uh, any feedback on that?
0: Yeah, you know, ever since, especially since direct to garment uh, hit hit the uh, hit the marketplace, what eight eight and a half years ago, I guess, and, and you and I mm-hmm. were certainly on the on the cutting edge of that. Um, yep. people have been saying that screen printing is dead. Uh, my classes, uh, especially uh, classes like in Chicago, I have, I have people on waiting lists to get in. So it's it's not going away, and I don't really see it ever going away because again, it's going to be that Jim's Towing Service that where where my ink cost is is a dime. Uh, I can print I could on a manual press I could print a hundred shirts in an hour. Uh, on an automatic press, I'm printing four to five hundred pieces in an hour. There's no other decorating method that can compete with that. So. Yeah. I don't I don't I certainly don't see in my lifetime screen printing ever going away and, and there there have been some important people and, and you I know you've heard it Aaron as well, some some important people in our industry who who have been preaching that for eight years that, that it's a dying industry and it's going away and it's that's just not the case at all and 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 the proof for me is how many people are going into the business. So and I always like to say anybody with a two car garage has that potential of becoming a screen printer and, and they're still doing that, so Absolutely, yeah, yeah,
1: good. Yeah,
0: it, I've always seen it as
1: something that you know it,
0: it it fits
1: for the right right projects. You just, you know, I think exactly. that sometimes people struggle with it when they try to to shoehorn all their work into that that realm. And, and like you said, you know, trying to do you know half dozen six color garments isn't. Isn't the right way to go you know you need to right it, it you can't charge there. enough
0: money to make that yeah to make that worth your while and and, and also with screen printing though probably like embroidery it, there's there's quite a bit of a learning curve to it and uh, uh, so so you'll see a lot of screen printers who do uh, again one and two color work and and that's really all they're comfortable doing uh, all, all the all the tech calls I get are about printing on dark garments um, nobody ever calls me and says, hey, I'm doing a two-color job on a white T-shirt and I'm having a little trouble with it. I get lots and lots of calls about, hey, I'm printing a black T-shirt with a two-color print and, and I'm tearing my hair out. So uh, there, there's a learning curve and I certainly encourage people to go out there and get an education in it. If, if, if nothing else, go going to go the trade shows and, and watching those guys in the booths uh, running those presses because in reality, those those people who are running those presses and all those you know m and r booth and all uh, and Anatol and all those automatic presses that are that are running all those manual presses that are running those guys are not they don't work for the companies those are professional printers that that are hired from shops to come in and run those presses so if you want to learn a little something about screen printing just go to a trade show and watch those guys work
1: yeah absolutely absolutely good cool
0: well, one
1: of the things that you uh you mentioned in there is uh in, in talking about some things was embroidery and uh Unfortunately, I think that's probably, between the two of us, our, our area of weakness, wouldn't you wouldn't you say?
0: Uh, I would absolutely agree. I, I certainly <laughs> own some embroidered cats, and that is now the, the extent of my experience in the embroidery marketplace. Other than yeah. watching a lot of machines run, at trade shows. So Yeah, yeah, same but, for me. But, but
1: hey,
0: uh, we have a
1: solution for that, I believe, right? We do, we do. Yeah, you would uh, talk to somebody today that uh, we won't be able to get them on today, but uh, we're hoping for the next show in, in two weeks uh maybe uh getting getting her on and and having some embroidery talk too so uh we'll keep you guys posted on that uh check out the uh we do have a, a Facebook page now so check that out as well um it's two regular guys uh on Facebook and also on Twitter so um we'll we'll keep you posted so so we won't uh, cover any embroidery today but uh the one area that I wanted to uh, talk about today was um some of the the vinyl cutting and and uh, transfers and and basically heat applied graphics and and where that fits into the uh, overall decoration uh, process there you know like like Terry had said you know we're not we're not screen printers we're not vinyl transfer guys we're we're decorators we're garment decorators or or just decorators really um getting to be you know with the cell phone cases and things like that out there so um as far as the the vinyl goes um you know, it fits itself into the market in in that shorter run stuff where you can uh you know, it's digitally based so either you're you're printing out a transfer or you're cutting out a, a roll of vinyl or, or some of those things and, and so it fits into that short run. You know, you've got a a softball team that's got nine people on it and you need to put their names and, and a number on the back or something like that. You know, that's a perfect opportunity to do something with a, a vinyl cutter. Um or you've got that that uh family reunion that uh maybe just needs one sh- special shirt for grandma to use and and uh they you know they only want to pay a very small amount for it uh you know you can you can do a t-shirt transfer and uh you know it's not not uh, I always say it's not your grandfather's t-shirt transfer it's uh you know the technology and those papers have come a long ways so um, you know, you get a much better washability and durability, and 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 really a much better hand than you used to back in the early days of the the inkjet transfers that you'd go buy at Office Max. You know, so if you're buying a professional uh, inkjet uh, transfer or laser paper transfer, um, some of the stuff that we have here at uh, Coastal Business Supplies, um, you'll get a you'll get a much better uh, look and feel than you, you think out of a transfer. Um, and then, like I said, uh, with, with having a vinyl cutter, um, a plotter cutter is what they would, would call those, uh, you do have the ability to do dark garments without having to have, um, you know, white ink. You basically print on an opaque paper and then cut out the excess um, with your your uh, vinyl cutter. So there's those opportunities. So that's kind of where that, that fits into that. And like I said, you, you've got some vinyl... Um, and then beyond that, it, it allows you to get into um, some more specialty-type things, some glitters, some puffs, some, uh, they call it uh, a strip-flock-type material. So it's it's a flock feel, a felt-type feel to it. Um, you know, so that's where, where the vinyl really comes into play when you're looking to do those types of jobs. Um Again, a lot. I, I
0: hear. I have a lot of people asking me about multimedia, and and, and a lot of people who I mean, that just seems to be the buzz, uh, the buzz in the industry right now. And 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 I imagine you're seeing that with a lot of the different uh, different glitter papers and things like that. Absolutely,
1: absolutely. Yeah, you've got uh, you know got. To, in fact, we have a, a few customers that have um, direct to garment machines and. Um, they'll they'll imprint uh, whatever the image is on the front of the shirt, but then they'll, um, they'll bling it up, jazz it up by uh, adding some glitter vinyl borders to it or other or, uh, highlights to the image via um, some glitter. Or uh, there's a, a pretty cool puff uh, vinyl that um, you can almost get the exact same feel as a, as the outside of a basketball by putting down some puff vinyl in a in a way, and then putting some regular vinyl over the top of it, um, and then you know along with that you you got the people getting into the uh, the rhinestone decorations as well. Um, so, you know, I think Terry hit the nail on the head there when you're talking about multimedia. You know, you you open yourself up to to do so much more, and the nice part about that from from our standpoint as as decorators is that that allows us to for a minimal amount of extra work, um, add additional value to that that garment or, or whatever the piece may be, so you can sell it for more money and, and increase your profit margin. And uh, you're you know, absolutely right.
0: Just easy. just the slightest accent that you add to a product uh, will, will increase the perceived value substantially, and maybe separate you from the competition a, a, a little bit as well. Because you know, uh, not everybody. Goes out and experiments and, and tries new things like that. So whatever you can do to separate yourself from uh, from your competitors is a, is always a plus. Yeah, yeah,
1: definitely. Good.
0: Well, well, we I have uh, a I'll question just... for you as well. I'm sorry, go yeah, ahead. Yeah,
1: sure.
0: Yeah, no, go ahead, Terry. Well, no. I was I, I was just going to ask you about uh, I, I get a lot of people asking me about heat presses, and you know I'll say, well, you know th- this particular heat press that, that I'm selling is is almost is almost thirteen hundred dollars. And then they'll say, Well, I saw online this heat press for three ninety nine. So uh, I I'm sure that, that you run into that uh with yeah, your you product a lot line so, and so.
1: absolutely, yeah, we you do hear a lot of that and then that is the question, you know, what heat press do I have? I you know, as a as a distributor, we actually carry a pretty wide range of uh of different heat presses, you know. So I do in in my line of products that we have here, I've got a you know, a six hundred dollar sixteen by twenty clamshell um, imported press that, that you can buy. And then I also have a, a close to $2,000, um, you know, Hotronix Fusion press that, uh, it's got, you know, touch screen and, and the whole works. And, you know, it's kind of like they're both 16 by 20 presses. What, why, you know, and, and really what, what, what it boils down to is a couple different things. Obviously, um, the imported, uh, Presses, you know, how they're built and manufactured is a little bit different. You know, they don't come with the same warranties and things like that. You know, when you do get into an American-made um, heat press, you know, the, the, the brands out there like the Hicks, um, the Hotronics, uh you know, the, the Instas, you know, the, the the high-end American-made presses, you know, most all of those come with a a lifetime warranty on your, your heat platen. So, you know, you've got um, a unit that you're going to be able to use for a long time to come and make some money off of it. I talked to a guy the other day that uh, got a Hicks that he bought 15 years ago, and it still works just as well, you know, and, a, you know, that's a obviously a testament to how well-built those those presses are. So that's one of the right. factors. And then you've got the difference between a, a clamshell press which, uh, you know, if you envision what a clamshell looks like, it opens and closes uh, like a sandwich board. And, uh, you know, those are great for quick production, especially for garments and stuff like that. Uh, you get get your items on and off of it very quickly. Not so good for doing things like laying out intricate multimedia setups, rhinestones, um you know multiple layers of vinyl and stuff like that because you still have that heat platen right over the top of your hands and fingers and it causes stuff to curl so that's where you know somebody would be more interested in maybe a swing away press if you're doing thicker things or or you're laying out a lot of things like I just mentioned there you know maybe you want to look at a, a swing away press in those instances because that'll you know give you some room to work get the heat Plate out from on top of your hands and, and allow you to go. So, and then beyond that, you know, you've got some size considerations to think about, and and it bo- basically boils down to kind of what your core business is going to be. Um, you know, so I always recommend that that if you're, you're you're asking that question, make sure the person you're buying that press from is actually asking you more questions than you're asking them, because they really need to know about what what your business really is supposed to be before they can truly recommend the right press for you.
0: Well, my, in my feeling, you know what I what I and, and I certainly don't deal in heat presses as as much as you do. I I sell a heat press, but mine is more auxiliary to the to the business of, of the, what I'm in right now. But but I I do tell people that that heat press you are going to have it for years and years and years. So don't spare expense on a good heat press because you know Aaron, as you and I both know, if if something isn't applied properly and And the customer washes it and and it peeled, starts to peel off from not being properly heat applied then uh, you 've lost the customer for life and and yeah. so it's critical that that you get a good uh, application with that uh, that machine so you Absolutely. know spare no expense is is my feeling on that because- and you know hey i i I was an active printer for years and Gosh, I bought a Hixie press, and I, I must have had it at least ten years, and it's probably still running somewhere after I sold my business. So, it's a it, it's a it's a good and wise investment. Yeah, no, I 100% agree. I mean, like you said,
1: you're going to have that for a long time. So, you know, take a look at what that investment is, but then. Take that number and divide it out over you know five, ten, fifteen years, as opposed right, to exactly. You know, if that that little cheap three hundred dollar press, you know, divide that investment out over oh, I don't know, three, six, nine months, maybe. Certainly can be. Certainly yeah. can be. I've heard
0: horror stories. So yep, yep, okay. have I. So
1: well, so we we have already talked a little bit about direct to garment, but I know that's where you're you're at right now, and and that's uh, what you are really involved with. You know, I've been involved with. With that in the past, but uh, have not been as involved recently. Tell us a little bit about direct-to-garment printers
0: these days okay. and, and well, what what they do. Well, I, 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 yeah, as, as you mentioned, Aaron, you and I were both uh, were both selling T-jets from day one. So, mm-hmm. gosh, we we saw we saw direct-to-garment printing in the experimental stage before 99.9% of uh, of people in our industry knew that it existed, and uh, and it certainly certainly has changed our industry substantially Uh, in in a nutshell direct to garment means that i am inkjet printing directly onto a t-shirt and uh, we for eight and a half years ago that industry started about six years ago uh, we introduced white ink and uh, and that began the the national nightmare for many people (laughs) because you know the industry is in its infancy i mean eight and a half years is is not very long in an industry a lot of developments have happened. The inks are much better. Uh, the, the issues with clogging have, have really gone along the wayside if you properly maintain the machine. There, there's there's work. There's things that you can do um, two minutes a day to to uh, to maintain the machine, and and that print head will never clog, or at least you'll get a year or two. My son had a had a T Jet two. He went three years without replacing the printhead because he was religious about spending a couple of minutes a day maintaining the machine. But, sure. uh, but direct-to-garment printing is, uh, is uh, you know, in a nutshell, anything that you can send to your desktop printer, you can send to this. So it can be a photograph, of any full-color image. It can certainly be a one-color image, but uh, you, you're, you're not taking advantage. I remember I had a customer once who only ever bought black ink from me, and I said, well, you know, why don't you ever buy any other colors? Well, I'm starting with just black designs, and then I'm going to work my way up to full color. <laughs> and I thought, well, you know, guess what? Uh, the printer doesn't care how many colors it's printing. Okay. And, uh, uh, and new developments, uh, you know, certainly the the white ink out there, I sell a lot of machines that are just CMYK. and And yeah. what people are doing with those machines is they're going to car shows. They're going to... Um, uh, gymnastics events and taking pictures and putting those pictures on a shirt, and uh, you know you, you see your kid in doing their gymnastics uh, routine on a t-shirt, a white t-shirt. You're going to pay that twenty dollars. If if, the, if you put the person's name on, uh, name on the back, it's twenty five dollars. Uh, the person has uh, twenty five cents in ink, um, a, a buck fifty in a t-shirt. So for a two dollar investment they're selling shirts as fast as they can print them at $20 a piece. So um, it, it, it's an interesting niche in the marketplace. And, and, Aaron, as you might recall, we thought that screen printers would be all over direct-to-garment printing. And yeah. and a, as you might remember, that first year we were selling them, uh, screen printers were like, say it do so. Don't, don't tell yeah. me that I'm being replaced, my industry's being replaced. And yeah. me, being a screen printer, I was like, that's ridiculous. This is this is going to make your life easier because we all have that customer that walks in and says, hey, I've got a family reunion. And you're thinking, please have 150 members of your family. No, I have 17. And grandma passed last year, so I want grandma's picture on there. And little Susie's a 2-4. And you know my Uncle Bob, he's a 4X. And, and a screen printer's like, oh, my gosh, I, I can't charge you enough money to make this worth my while. At yep. the same time, I can do that with the direct-to-garment printer and say, hey, I tell you what, come back in two hours and I'll have the shirts ready for you. So that it, it's opened up a lot of avenues. And, and when, I, when somebody walks in to me now and says, hey, I'm a screen printer, I'm thinking about this technology, I just say, this is for all those orders that you've been turning down. And, and that's what screen printers came to realize because after they saw the machines, then they started paying attention to how many people came in and said, I want ten shirts, I want five shirts, and sometimes it's that great customer, so you have to do it. And if you hate doing it, this, this is the technology to do that. And, uh, again, with multimedia, like you suggested, uh, direct-to-garment ink for every printer out there is water-based. So, embroiderers can sew through it. You know, you can't do that with plastisol because the plastisol dulls the needles. So, it's uh, it's built for multimedia.
1: Yeah, awesome technology. It's uh, it's amazing where uh you know like I said it's a it's a very young industry still and and even younger than the 8 years that you mentioned because you got to remember that uh for a big chunk of those years uh the economy was completely tanked and so there was no innovation oh, really? going on and and now that everybody's getting back to innovating I mean you'll you'll really see that that side of our our industry change here I would assume over the next
0: uh oh, absolutely four or 5 absolutely. years so and and so, and you know it and- Of course, people, again, will come in and say, I want to start a business, and and I want to be able to do one shirt. I want to be able to do 500 shirts. Yes, you can print 500 of one image on a direct-to-garment printer, but it might take you a week. Now, for me, I'm a garment decorator. Somebody says that to me, I'm going to call my friendly local screen printer and job that that out to him and let him run it on his automatic press and, and, and print it in an hour, Whereas I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to reserve my time on my direct-to-garment printer for those short runs, those – those uh, well, uh, another good example. Everybody wants to have a website, and they want to offer, you know, these 50 great graphics. Well, with a direct-to-garment printer, your inventory is blank shirts. Somebody says, I want design number 27, and I want it on an adult medium. You pull out the adult medium. You go down through your RIP software, find that image, press the button – and the shirt starts printing, so Very it's cool. uh, it's it's pretty exciting stuff.
1: Yeah, definitely. Well, and you know, like I said, like you would mention, yeah, you know, I I know that you're a screen printer through and through, and and for you to you know be so closely linked with Direct Garment, I, I I knew that that was something that uh, that you saw as a as an opportunity out there. I, I should the probably printer. throw out my
0: disclaimer. I don't know if I did it for this show that that I that I am employed by Equipment Zone uh who, who sells uh, a couple of different direct garment machines so that's uh that, that is my disclaimer so <laughs> <laughs> yes yeah, yeah um definitely uh, definitely important you know we're not here to uh we're just we're just talking about stuff so
1: <laughs> exactly exactly cool. right and and
0: we certainly and and we both have a, have certainly uh, seen all the machines in operation and and hey there's no one perfect machine so you know they all have their uh their pluses and minuses and they all have their place in the market but uh but uh it, i i'm expecting really exciting things with direct to garment in the next few years
1: yeah that's uh that that's really cool to hear and i'm looking forward to to seeing it evolve you know i know at uh, coastal we're not uh involved in direct to garment too heavily right now but it's certainly something that we keep our eye on and and uh you know, listen to what our customers are saying, and more and more of us, more of them are telling us that you know they've got a machine now, and and uh, and so that's that's cool to hear. Well, we're r- running up on the uh, end of our, our show time here, Terry. So um, you know. I-
0: I we, think I uh, took too much of I took too too much of my share. Sorry. <laughs> no, no. It, it, I think
1: there was some fantastic information, and and like we said, you know, I think we have an opportunity to uh, get somebody that's got some knowledge of embroidery on. Um, hopefully next week we'll uh, effort to uh, make that happen. And um, you know, I want to talk a little bit about sublimation as well. And and uh, but uh, between now and then, if any of you guys have any other suggestions, any other uh, garment uh, or decorating type. Uh, items that you'd like to have us talk about. You know there's there's probably some things that we know about that we we forget about sometimes. So, uh make sure you get on our Facebook page and tell us uh who they have and uh you know what what kinds of things you're doing and and share share your information with us. Again, that's uh, facebook.com/two regular guys. And uh, also follow us on Twitter at uh, twitter.com/tworgspodcast and uh
0: um, anything else, Terry? Got have uh, got one minute left here. One minute left. Well, I am off to German Village to Schmidt's Restaurant so for some authentic German food. I'm pretty excited about that and uh, look forward to doing this again in two weeks and, and hopefully uh, be able to have our our, our embroidery guest on to, uh, to give us a little insight into that industry as well.
1: Yeah, that sounds great. Good. Well, I am off to uh, go to the house I just closed on this morning, so I'm pretty excited about that. And uh, being a homeowner today,
0: <laughs>
1: and uh, so well, I will and, uh, and now a catch you on the road, in St.
0: Louis apparently. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> and, all right, I'm, very I'm good. I'm staying
1: here. <laughs> Sounds good, <laughs> Terry. Well, I'm looking forward to uh, catching up with you on the road here, and uh, we'll, if not, we'll talk to you in two weeks.
0: Very good. Talk to you soon. All
1: right.